Awesome. Cool. Well, hopefully we can um, find some. We're in Hebrews, I hear. Um, so Hebrews chapter 10. <clears throat> cool. Hebrews chapter 10, this morning I just kind of, as I looked at Hebrews 10, you know, one of the things that um, I love is, is that the believer now sits in a position of privilege. Uh, He sits in a, not just in a position of privilege, but he sits in a position of of opportunity. And I think, uh, I think Hebrews 10 shows us, it shows us both worlds missed opportunity and it shows us in a sense uh, uh, a place uh, where we can get greater opportunity and you know I think of uh, the the world we live in uh, predominantly Australia the western world and you know so many things can happen for us there's so much we can do I I got to speak to a a Lebanese guy the other week and uh, uh, he's an architect and I got to speak to him and and <clears throat> and I started indulging down the lines of, um, you know, where he's from and all that kind of stuff. And, and he came out of the war uh, in uh, Lebanon. And he said, Lebanon's a great country, but, you know, when it's in turmoil, civil war, whatever, with, the, with all the, uh, you know, religious fighting, he said, you know, you don't want to be there. And he said, I, I left there and, and I'm now in Australia. He says, Australia's beautiful, perfect place. I said, would you go back to live in Lebanon? Never. So Australia is very, very good. It's perfect, you know. And he, he just, you know, he, there's, a, there's, a, there's this, this overwhelming great gratefulness for, for what we have, which we, we don't. We're used to it. If you're born here and raised here, like, I mean, New Zealand's similar. You, you're just kind of used to it, you know what I mean? You don't really know. And, and then um, and I spoke, then a couple of days later, I spoke to another friend who was out of Sri Lanka, and I've been over in Sri Lanka a few times and have a partnership over there that's really awesome. And... Um, and, and this guy was, uh, he, he escaped Sri Lanka during the Civil War as well. And uh, he, he escaped to London uh, where he, he built his business. And, and today he's uh, over here, uh, retired now, but continued his business over here. So they, 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 and, they, and I said, would you ever go back to Sri Lanka? And he's like, well, my kid's here and they've had the privilege of university, all that kind of stuff. And they just, they're, they're so, I love talking to them because they know they're in a place of opportunity. You know what I mean? And they, they're, they're, they're going with it with everything they've got. They don't want to go back to destruction and, and you know, a civil war and, and, you know, a lack of kind of like economy that's not really functioning and everything's kind of falling apart around them. They don't want to be a part of that. They, they just know that, that here is, there's so many options. There's so many things that their, their, their children can do, that they can do. There's, there's so much freedom. And, and, and also this place of partnership. And so I, I really love just talking to them because, you know, you know when you, sometimes when you talk to high school kids, you know, they think they're like, wow, you know, I haven't got a new pair of Nikes. And you're just like, well, wake up, get, get in the real world. You know what I mean? And so they, they feel like they've got nothing, even though you know they've got so much. And so I just really appreciate that. And, and, and you know, I, I think... Sometimes I wonder even does the, the Christian church understand what they really have? If we, when we look at the scriptures, 
Do we understand what, what God has given us? <clears throat> and I look at the first three verses of uh, Hebrews chapter 10 there. And if we can throw that up, please, one to three. One of the things that I love reading about the Old Testament, of, I don't know, maybe it's just me. It's, it could get, sometimes it could get a bit boring. You know what I mean? It says, uh, so for the law having a shadow of the good things to come. So it was a shadow, but it wasn't perfect. But they're not the very image of the things. It can never, with the same sacrifices year by year, which they offer continually, make perfect them that draw nigh. <coughs> Verse 2, please. And then it says, or else would they have not ceased to be offered? Because the worshippers, having been once cleansed, would have had no more consciousness of sins. But in those sacrifices, there is a remembrance made of sins year by year. Verse 3. Oh, it was verse 3. Sorry. Yeah, all good. I can see that now. Thank you. She'd bring my glasses, but I want to show Joe that I'm still young. Um, do you wear glasses, Joe? Sweet. And uh, no comment. And, <coughs> you know, you got to think of this. Every year, every time you sin, every festival, You've got to do the same thing, the same thing. You know what I love about the law is, is, one, we know the law is holy. The Word of God says it's holy because it's the character of God, really. It's the standard of God. And God says, well, I'm this holy God, and this is my standard. And it's very kind of, there's a lot of rules. And just to remember them all would be kind of overwhelming, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm glad I don't have to remember all the scriptures. I love it when the scripture comes a part of me, but I'm thinking, how would you remember all the law? You'd be trying to uh, figure out which things you had done wrong, which things. But you've got to come up all the time. And you've and, and, and you got to bring your sacrifice to the temple, to the priest, and he's doing it for you. So you don't even, eat, you don't even get to go in before God personally. You're, someone else is doing it for you. There's no, in some ways you're kind of like going, well, well, I really wouldn't mind just conversing with God myself in the curtain, but it's only these guys that get to go in. And, and so there's this, 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 someone else is doing it for you. He's kind of like, you're kind of bringing him some of the sacrifice and you're giving it to him and you're doing, and you're bringing the same sacrifice every year. And, and, you know, if you sin, then you've got to do this sacrifice. You've got the burnt offering. You've got, you know, all these different festivals that are going down. The festival of, of, of harvest, you know. And so all the, the festival first fruits and, and all these kind of things. And, and you kind of, you know, bring the same thing. It's not really doing it for you. You know what I mean? You're not really fully cleansed. You've got to go back to the priest, give him another offering. Kind of could get a little bit same old, same old. The thing is, church is like that sometimes, isn't it? Same old, same old. But, but see, this is where I think the New, the New Testament's different. Because we know it was only a shadow of what was to come. Something better was to come. Could you imagine every year or every time you sinned, you had to take an offering? Just imagine that. Imagine if you sinned, well, imagine when you sin every day. Okay? I, I do bets with kids at school that if you can go a whole week without sinning, I used to say 100 bucks, I'll give you 100 bucks. Or then you give me 100 bucks. But then I realized kids lie. You know what I mean? 
And so I just went to Pepsi Max. Give me a Pepsi Max. You know what I mean? You, you go a whole week without sitting. I had this girl last week at Kellyville. She come up and she goes, you owe me a Pepsi Max. And I make so many deals at school. I'm like, what, a, what deal did I make with you? She's like, you owe me a Pepsi Max. I didn't sin. Oh, you didn't sin? You sure? You sure? I said, can you ring your mum right on the phone now? She's like, yeah, okay. I want to talk to your mum. I said, so what did your parents think? They said, that's great. You can make... She said, I said, so you were really good? She says, yeah, I was great. So I said, what did your parents think? She, they loved it. She, she said, they, they, you should make more deals with the scripture teacher. See, I'm now infiltrating the family, amen? You know what I mean? <laughs> they're going to want to come to scripture, I don't know. And, and, so, and so I make this deal. Because she said she didn't sin. Well, I know she lied there somewhere. You know what I mean? Well, she didn't think she's, you know, her thoughts or whatever. And, and so, do you imagine what would happen if we had to take another offering every time we sinned? Just imagine if, if it, you know, automatically deducted out, out of our bank accounts, you sinned. The offering wasn't a lamb or a pigeon. It was your account, your bank account. Now, you'd be broke, right? Every time you sinned and God deducted something out, you'd be broke. But, but here, here's these people, they're taking their offerings up every year, and yet it's not even going to help, really. It's going to give them a little bit of grace for now. And they're doing it all the time. And, and, and there's, there's, no, you know, there's no kind of like going off the track. Oh, I've sinned, and oh, man, I don't have a great, I don't have a great lamb. You know what I mean? I don't have any more pigeons left. You know, maybe I'll just give God, you know, I don't know, I've got a, a few rotten apples on the tree out the back. I'll give him that. But that's not good enough. See, if you were to sin, imagine if we'd just go, well, a lamb costs what? What does it cost for, for a whole lamb? You know, maybe 200 bucks. You know what I mean? You're thinking, oh, I haven't bought a whole lamb before. I have. Okay. I bought one in Easter and I cooked it up. Just gave it to the church. You know what I mean? 200 bucks. You know, I had a young guy sit there and roast it all day. It was great. He was real keen. I said, you get the, you get the, you get the first cut, brother. You can have the first piece. She's like, oh, thanks, Rog. You're a winner. I'm like, yeah. You know, that's when you're working with foolishness. It helps. And, and so, so, you know, $200. Just imagine if every time you sinned, you had to deduct $200 out of your account. How long do you reckon you'd last? before you'd have to go back to work, you know what I mean? No, we'd be working 24 hours a day. And see, here's this thing where they're coming before God and then they're bringing the same thing and it's not even really going to make a difference. And they don't even really get to stand before the presence of God because give it to the priest. He's the man. You, ain't, you don't get to be a part of this really. You're just giving kind of like your best, but you don't really want to give it. And so I, I think... This is what's great about the old covenant is that God put them in this place where, where they always knew that they were still in a place that, that they were never good enough. Uh, they were always looking to, to see if, if this is going to work in a way and, and it's the same old, same old thing every year, boring enough. And, and yet when, when the new covenant comes in, Jesus, the scripture says, fully cleanses us. He does away with the old and he brings in the new. And this is, I love that, because with that, 
He also says, but you know what? You don't have to come to Joe and tell him that you sinned, you know? You know, people come to me, Roger, I've sinned. What do you want me to do about that? Yeah, I can counsel them. I can pray for them. But the reality is you've got to repent. You've got to turn to God. And you have to allow the miracle of God to happen in your heart. Thanks for being accountable. Thanks for, for sharing your heart. But the reality is you've got to come. And so the scriptures then go before, and if we go to these scriptures in 19 and 20, it says this. The scriptures say, verse 19 of chapter 10, and verse 20, it says, Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holy place by the blood of Jesus, by the way which he dedicated for us a new and living way through the veil that is easy to say his flesh. Brethren, boldness. See, this is what I love. We don't have to bring anything when we come because my bank account would be broke. We can just bring us. Jesus done it. It's cleansed. And we become, and, and you know what? When, we, when I bring me into the presence of God, when I come before God, when I enter into that place where, where I really want to find the heart of God, where I really want to find the grace of God, where I really want to find the love of God, because I really stuffed up at home today, God, with my wife, and I really need your grace, because I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. You know, have you ever thought like that? This, I thought this could be divorce, you know? My wife said do the washing, and then make sure you take it off the line. And it's like 7 o'clock at night, and I'm driving home from a meeting, and I'm like, oh, I forgot the washing. I'm gone. I'm, I don't know about you. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for grace right now. She, because I know what she's going to say. I tell you every time, you forget every time. Don, do you know how much I've got on my mind? Do you know how much I've got on my mind? You know, and I'm like, I'm searching. I feel like the presence, you know, where you're driving, the presence of God right in this car. Jesus, grace. And, and, I, and, and I don't have to go, here's another lamb, here's another pigeon. I don't just go, Jesus, can you show me, can you give me something new this time? Can you, can you give me another revelation that I can show my wife how to love differently this time? You know? Because I know you showed me how to say sorry, but she doesn't accept that anymore, you know? And so can you show me something else, like, like you know, a new way to say sorry, you know? And, you know, it's, it's worse when you pick up your daughter from, from work at like 5 o'clock, you know, because she's the only one that's not driving now, and she's 16, and, and first thing she says, Dad, did you take the washing off the line? Oh! It's like, wow, double whammy. Two people convicting you, you know what I mean? It's like... Holy Spirit, wife, daughter, you know, and 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 so now it's like wow, and 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 so I was real busy today, and 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 thanks for reminding me. You're so awesome. Can you take it off the line for me, please? And you know, and she she's like, oh, again, okay, and and so you know, you like that's what I love that we can come into, we can come into the presence of God ourselves. And with boldness, you know what I mean? It's okay to ask for some of the things you ask for. It's okay to ask, God, God, I don't really know what I'm doing. 
I don't really know how to live this part of my life out. I don't know what I'm doing with my finances. I don't know how to, how to figure out my kids. I don't, I don't even know how to be a granddad. I'm like, I've been a granddad for like three days. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, people give me presents. You're a granddad. Here he goes, presents. Tim Tams, I'll take that. And, and, and so, but, but you can come into the presence of God and there's this, 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 there's this new creativity that God's saying that the, the, the new covenant is better than the old. And, and so you can be creative in, in understanding the heart of God because there's something new for you. That's what I love about transformation, that there's something new for you today. You don't know what it is. See, in the Old Testament, it was kind of like, same old, same old, you know? In the New Testament, God is still changing you. God is still challenging you. God still has something greater for you. God is trying to do something new in you today. This is, this is the presence of God that we're in. Amen? Why? Because He's a God that created the world. This is, this is a land of opportunity right here. Jesus has given us a land of opportunity to explore who we are, to love in different ways, to give in different ways, to challenge our thinking in different ways, to, 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 to somehow engage the world in different ways, to somehow partner with our wives and our friends in different ways. That, that's the presence of God. I don't know about you. But I think if somehow we really got into the presence of God, there's a new covenant today, amen? The old covenant has passed away. The same thing. And Jesus has, has he's like, he's, he's created a, a new slate. And he's saying, we're starting fresh and we're starting with the greatness of God. And we're not, see, I think the Old Testament was a little bit minimalistic. You know what I mean? It was minimal. The pigeon, you know, the, 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 you know, the, the, the lamb that was only one year old. Don't go older than that. Make sure it's your best one. You know what I mean? And that's where Peter, you know, Peter gets the axe, sees a vision. You know, he's got all these different animals coming at him. And he's like, no, Lord, not me. I'm, I'm better. God will say, well, I created it. So, like, oh, see, this new covenant gets even See, I believe that's why, why, why Christians can do marriage well. They can do children well. They, they can do so many things well. Because in the new covenant, we have boldness to enter that gives us greater opportunity. That's what it does. And I, I think sometimes we just, you know, you know, you know Joe's saying, you know, you know, Roger, just share what it looks like. I don't know what it looks like, bro. We're just going to have a go. God's going to do something. I kind of got an idea. We're going to get some people saved. And then we're going to try and disciple them well. So that they can repeat the same process. But it's kind of like a clean slate. We get to start with the creative God and the presence of God. Together. You know. This is what I love. He says, when, when we, I don't know, I, I believe if, if we get into the presence of God, it's when it's together, whether it's individually, I think something can happen, amen? I think God can ignite something, amen? Uh, because he says there in, in verses uh, 23 to 25, he says this, verse 23 through to 25 of chapter 10 of Hebrews, <coughs> 
Let us hold fast the confession of our hope that it does not waver, for he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another and to provoke unto love and good works. Not forsaking our assembling together as the custom of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day drawing nigh. But, 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 but somehow engaging each other to the point where we're, 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 we're cre- creating opportunity for good works, we're creating opportunity for love, we're creating something different than what the old covenant had. This is what's cool. And so if, if, if we came into the presence of God with boldness, where we're seeking the grace of God, the Spirit of God says, then the, the, the context tells us when, when we come together, we should, we should be able to empower each other to greater works. That's what we should be able to do. We should be able to empower each other to greater love. This is why why marriages should last. This is why marriages should be strong. This is why relationships should engage into strong partnerships and work together. This is why our minds should be able to come together in the boldness and the presence of God. And we go, bang. Wow. That's what God wants. Wow. I mean, you know, I've got so many ideas in my head about what I think God could do. I I just write them all down. And I'm like, I can't wait for God to hit that point. I can't. And I just, I just keep, and I just keep searching the kingdom for people that might want to try and do something crazy because God's given us a blank canvas where he said, I've, I've cleansed you, I've forgiven you, I'm the sacrifice. You don't need a sacrifice anymore. I want you to just function with power and creativity. And so I, I kind of have all these things on my, on my list to do, and I never get to them. But I know that, that God wouldn't, that the divine God wouldn't put them in my brain for nothing, amen? He put them in there for something. He made me write them down. And you know, I love it. I love it when God puts a plan together, and I go, wow, I thought of that five years ago, and it's only five years later, it's come to fruition, always wanted to partner with overseas missions because that's my heart, just mission globally because Jesus called us into the world, amen? Not just into Castle Hill, okay? Uh, God, and so I just know that I've got to get out of the Hawkesbury, man. It's too wide for me. Not being racist, okay? Like it is, it's too wide for me sometimes. I'm like, you know, they think I'm intimidating on the Oztag field. I'm like, you don't know why intimidating is, man. Or you want to go back to New Zealand where Joe's from. <laughs> intimidating. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah. and, and so they're like, yeah, you've got to calm your teams down, Roger. You're a bit intimidating. I'm like, what? You serious? Oh, my team, oh, my guys are white. You know what I mean? Like, are you serious? Anyway. So, so you know, I've got to get out of the hook. He's got caught us into the world. And so there's this, this place where, where when he calls us into the world, you, you, how does that work, God? You know, and if you ask, oh, I don't know. You said it, but you've got to work. And so I always wanted to really engage in overseas mission. I remember, uh, you know, we were going through this place in our church. Where we were financially struggling, you know what I mean? We are going backwards, you know. And so every week, every to- not every week, every month we'd come to a leadership meeting. I knew they were going to raise the same point. Okay, Roger, we're going backwards financially. Okay, cool. What do you want me to do about that? Mm, can you get up to church and ask for more money? No. They're like, oh, um, okay. Yeah, wait for the next month. 
No, we're still going backwards. Oh, cool. What do you want me to do about that? Uh, I think now maybe is the time you should um, ask the church for more money. Uh, no. You do it. <laughs> they don't want to do it, you know what I mean? <laughs> and and, and I'm, I'm, I'm praying, entering the presence of God, kind of like, I kind of look like I'm real calm at the meeting, but really I'm like, oh, okay, it's not good. And then God gave me this idea. You know, he said, he said, well, what I want you to do is I want you to give more away. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's a crazy idea because we're already going backwards. And he says, and so this kind of connection you're working with, I want you to give more money there. So I want you to start up another offering and give more away. I was like, oh, yeah, that, now, I'm, now I'm getting excited, Jesus. And I come to the next man, I say, I've got this idea. And like, what is it? I said, well, what, what we're going to do is we're going to actually take up another offering and give more money away. Now, how's that? We're going backwards. Like, yeah. But we're not asking to give to us. It's better to give than it is to receive, isn't it? So we're going to give it away. And I'm going to get up and say it. They're all excited now because they don't have to do it, you know. They're like, okay, if you think you can work. We paid, We got back up to scratch in a month. And every year now we've had, we have another offering every month. Will we give that money away? And we're purposeful. God sent me to Borneo and gave me an idea in Borneo on how we're going to give that money away. We were going to specifically designate it to three areas in the world. And that partnership, partnership, remember that word. Because Jesus talks about, the scriptures talk about partnership and sharing in the kingdom. Inheritance. We have the inheritance and we share in the blessings of Abraham. That partnership somehow has got to be, you know, God's showing me that partnership somehow has got to be really, really strong. It's got to be really connected. You've got to be able to have a part of it. You've got to be able to go over there. You've got to be able to want to be a part of it. They've got to be want to be a part of you. And when you find that, you can give to it. And we, man, within a year, it had happened. And every month now, we, we take up a second offering, and we call it a sacrificial offering, that you have to give as much as you give today. So it really puts people on their seats. Well, I think it does. And that partnership happened, and that partnership today is very strong. It's, very, it's engaging. We, our young people get to go over there whenever they want. It's great. It's great missional. I love the guys that are over there. And so when... When we come into the presence of God and, and the scriptures say we can empower each other to good, to good deeds and to love, what does that partnership look like? If we enter the boldness of God together, if we enter the presence of God together, what's that really going to look like? What's God really going to create out of nothing? Uh, you, know, uh, not, uh, you know, I love Jeff, Jeff Bezos' idea, you know, of Amazon. Uh, I love this idea. Oh, guess what, guys? Anyone can start a shop online and be a part of Amazon partnership you know i don't know really where jeff bezos stands with god but smart guy made in the image of god smart guy i don't really you know, i know what partnership looks like with joe and i know him a little bit much really deeper than a lot of other pastors which is cool and that's what i love i know his heart i know what he wants i know where he's going to, to an extent but how's this partnership really going to grow not just with him but with you because that, that you know what that partnership could create conflict oh no roger it could, because out of conflict, out of, out of challenge, out of differences, something awesome could come. That, that partnership could create a clash in theology. But what would God do out of it? That's the cool thing. That's the thing that I get excited about, that, that when we come into the presence of God together on something, 
I'm excited to where it's going to go, but I'm not sure where it's going to go. But I, I know that salvations and discipleship and spiritual parenting, all those things through hard work and prayer is going to happen. I know that. Anyway, I'm not going to go on. Uh, you know, you guys might as well got pizza to eat. And uh, I just, hopefully that sums up chapter 10 a little bit for you. There's a lot more to it, obviously. But I just, I love that God would bring in something new. Because the old was a little bit stale. It was a little bit same old. But somehow, these people got to come before God themselves and go, God, let your grace flow and let love and creativity and grace just become something new every day in my life. In Jesus' name. Amen.